Blog Talk Radio. Now tuned in to the mother uh, greatest. Hey, hey, happy Friday, everybody. Welcome to Let's Chat. I am Leisha. You know, I got my right hand and sometimes my left, the fabulous Miss Tony. Hey, T. Hey, 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 Leisha. How you doing, girl? I'm good. I'm good. How was your day? Happy weekend. Yes, happy Friday. Yes, it is. It was a hot one, but it was a busy one. I barely got out of the office with the skin of my back, girl. You know it's been a busy one. (laughs) Oh, no, not the skin on your back. (laughs) (laughs) That's some serious working. Yes, girl. But it's all good. Yeah, well, I'm down here in hot Atlanta. It was hot today. Um, it's hot every day, but it was hot today, and I'm still working and hanging, and it was been a good, I've been here since Thursday, so I'm enjoying myself. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. It's, you know, we stay busy here on this chat, and uh, we got our next season coming up. Next week is going to be even busier, girl. We're going to be having our Wednesday night clubhouse back. Talk about crazy yes. by the end of next week. We're going to be, you know, we got back. got to get back in that groove. That's right, that's right. We want to welcome everybody to Let's Chat. We got a fabulous show for you guys today. Our topic is Love Slays. We got two fabulous guests that's going to be kicking in the chat room door. Rap artist and CEO, Ike Burner, author and author and publisher, Peter Max. They're going to be in the chat room today, hanging and kicking in with the girls. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, Peter always comes up in the chat room and get me all started, but I'm trying to be on my good behavior. I'm not going to let him go. I'm not going to let him kick me, at least. I'm not doing it. <laughs> what did you say? I'm not going to do it today. I'm not going to do it, but you know, you're going to do it. <laughs> I know, especially with the ice cream started off. You know, I, 
some cats, I guess, just try to, you know, keep my little calm demeanor, keep my pearls on. But we got two great guys coming into the chat room tonight. So I'm going to try my best, girl. Absolutely, absolutely. We want to wish happy birthdays. This is our our new thing we started on last chat. We try to get in happy birthdays. Sometimes there's so many, we can't get everybody's birthday in. Um, but we try to wish everybody a happy birthday. We're going to talk. Uh, start with Shonda, uh, Shonda Wade. Happy birthday to her. And I love, I appreciate this woman so much. Victoria Christopher Murray, today is her birthday. Happy birthday to author and publisher at Brown Girls Publishing. Chad Wiley. Happy birthday, Danielle Williams. Happy birthday. And um the 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 rap artist we had on our week our, our show a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um Jimmy 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 Dope. Okay. Um, him. I can't get I keep messing up his name, but it's his birthday as well. We and you can see we're still messing up his name, so we apologize. But anyway, happy birthday! We hope you guys had a fabulous day. It was a good day up here in the, in the Northeast. It was warm, but it was a good day. Yes, 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 yes. I think it's uh, I don't know what it is about September. It's just like that time of the year. It's like mm-hmm. not the summer, not the winter. It's like doing its own mm-hmm. thing. That's true. And, you know, that's one of the reasons why I got married in September. My anniversary is in a week and a half. You never know what it's going to be, warm, hot. It's not going to be too cold, but it could be just the most beautifulest day. You just you just got to take it as it comes. Uh-oh, see, anniversary, 23 years, right? Actually, 24, girl, 24. Oh, 24 oh years. Add another one, add another one. Get it right, 24 years. But it's all good. We'd like to welcome you guys once again to Let's Chat. My name is Tony, and I am joined by the fabulous Miss Alicia. And like she said at the top of the show, we got a great show lined up. We always have a great show lined up. We always have a great time with great guests, you know. And me and Alicia, like we've already started, we get right into the show without even letting our new listeners know what it is we do here on Let's Chat. But we do celebrate literature and arts the royal way, no matter what the genre may be, as well as the platform. And we like our show because it allows all avid readers and authors and everyone else that we bring onto our show. And tonight we're having a musical guest, you know, to interact in a more intimate, fun, and friendly environment. So we like to have them come in, kick off their shoes, pull up a glass, pick up a cup. You know, we don't judge what's in the cup. It is what it is. <laughs> and just have a good time letting our listeners, as well as their fans, get to know them and hear that passion and know what it is that drives them to do what it is that they do. And with that, Leash, what else is going on in the literary world, girl? Absolutely. It's always great, great reads happening in the literary world. Just head over to Amazon. Make sure you pre-order your copy of Living Anonymous by Shatea Sims. That actually um, is on pre-order now, but it will be released on September the 16th. Make sure you grab that copy. If you are an author and you're looking for a publishing home, Seven Figures Publication is accepting submissions. Just send your request to submissions 
at Seven Figures, Seven Figure Publications dot com. And also, you want to if you love that erotic pen, you want to pick up author Zoe Truth, a good girl's journal of dirty little secrets. Grab her, oh. grab your little copy of that today. Yes. And we got the fabulous Byron Carey, Clouded Judgment. Make sure you head over there and get that gritty pen by the one and only Byron Carey. And then we have our diva, LaShonda Johnson, a.k.a. Chastity Adams. She has her Hot Hot Reach, Treacherous Desire, and Hearts United. And then, as usual, the home team that Reescroll Publishing. Make sure you go out there and pick up that Love, Truth, and Consequences by author Tasha Demay. Part one and part two is now available, Playing Dirty. And make sure you also pick up Laces by author Black Rose. Fabulous, fabulous reason. You know that team Capri, Nini Capri presents. You have Sinful Lust by the fabulous Imani Hilton. And we have S. Chameleon and her new, new joint, Breaking Through the Silence, Living with Mental Illness. Awesome read. Make sure you guys pick up your copy today. Mm-hmm. Those are some great reads, Leash. And uh, this is the kind of day, those lazy summer days, you just want to pick up a book. And any one of those books uh, you can pick up and will not be disappointed. You could just dive right into the pages. But speaking of diving in, in anticipation for Mr. Matt coming onto the show, you know I had to see what he's been up to. So I did a little tinkling in, in Mr. Matt's latest book because, you know, I gotta take it to him, and I'm already. I've already marked some pages where I gotta take it to him, Lee. So I'm ready for Mr. Pickaxe. <laughs> like I said, I'm not gonna let him. I'm not let him make me there. I'm gonna be a good girl tonight, cause you know he can get me riled up. Absolutely, you know he come first. He come in there with the Barry White. Show you right. Yeah. Type voice. Yeah. Hey, how y'all doing? Holly, <laughs> we gotta say. Everything. 
think twice Taking shots at the missus But this is my wife So all them shots be misses Bitch, get you a life I want the keys to Bolivia She turning me on One line at a time Once more she gone Like flash jars Use the whole whip when it's strong Roll up one whip and I'm gone I want the keys to Bolivia, she turning me on One line at a time, one more she gone Like glass jars, use the old whip when it's strong Roll up one whip and I'm gone, gone. Yeah, how you doing love? What's your name, number and sign? You so divine, let me look at you from behind Yeah, your body banging, coke bottle, some type of model Digging how when you move through the crowd, the eyes follow Got my attention Got my head spinning, the kind of feeling that got you tripping so revealing. Mind state of a hustler, your style so appealing. I'm looking for a trip to Bolivia if you willing. The boy taking Szechuan State and take a break from the day to day. We can get away on a holiday. Vibing, coasting, bragging, boasting, chopping it up back to back, blunts in motion. Hugging the ocean, shopping, copping, designer. Baby, tell me how that sound. I want the finer things in life. A1 weed, papers and pipes. And we can get it right. I want the keys to Bolivia, she turning me on One line at a time, one more she gone Like glass jars, use the whole whip when it's strong Roll up one whip and I'm gone I want the keys to Bolivia, she turning me on One line at a time, one more she gone Like glass jars, use the whole whip when it's strong Roll up one whip and I'm gone You are now tuned in to the mother and greatest we are back. We are back. If you're just tuning in, welcome to Let's Chat. I'm Miss Leisha. I'm here with my right hand and sometimes my left, the fabulous Miss Tony. We're talking that talk today about love slaves. Yes, we got two fabulous guests coming into the chat room. Our first guest will be author and publisher, Peter Matt. Hey, Peter, how are you? Leisha, how you doing? I missed y'all. See, 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 see. How y'all doing? I was telling you. Happy birthday, Leah. No. No, it's just funny. Happy birthday, Leah. Pizza, pizza, pizza. Yes, ma'am. Y'all set it up. Y'all, y'all set me up. You know, there are only a few good blog talk radio hosts, and you, I count you two amongst my fave. I always come back to you. It's always cool. Oh, thank you. We so appreciate you. That. Thank you for yes, inviting me. It was, it was kind of. It, I thank you for inviting me. It was a kind of surprise pop up type thing, and that's the best kind of compliment. I appreciate it. You know, you always welcome, So, how are you guys doing? What's going on over there? We are, we are doing good. Everything is good over here. You know, we working. But what's going on in okay. Peter's world? Let's let's we gonna jump back right on into this uh the affiliate one and two. Affiliate. You know, okay. we we, we right. just gonna jump right on in and get with it because uh the covers alone, okay. Everybody knows I'm I'm cover bougie. They just speak to you. I love a cover that speaks to you. It's, it really does. They speak to you. So let's tell us a little bit about what's going on in Peter's world. What, what, what's going on with these books you got here? Bud? Well, you know what? You know, I've been in the game for about 10 years now, and I got 14 books under my belt. And 
with each new release, it's a new experience, and you try to convey a brand new and different message and kind of hone your craft. So with this trilogy, which is kind of personal to me, I really wanted the covers to speak to, to take it to the next level and really speak to what my progress in the industry and what I'm doing. So my last few covers have been really dynamite, and I'm really proud of the affiliated trilogy covers. Uh Uh-huh. All right. Now tell us what what the trilogy is all about, because you know I already dived in, Tita. This is telling me, because, you know, (laughs) I was anticipating you coming on, and, you know, I had to Uh give it to you straight, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, you know, uh, my last book was, was Domina, based on a true story about a real-life dominatrix. And um, that was, you know, uh, I delved into a lot of sexual issues and, and some real mm-hmm. grimy hood stuff. So um, with Affiliated, Affiliated is a personal story. I wrote it a, a minute ago, and it allowed me to um, talk about some personal things in my personal life um, using fictitious characters. But in the end of the, at the end of the day, it's, you know, all of my novels are a love story. There's always an element of a man finding love and a uh-huh. woman finding and a woman finding security and finding security and love in the same man. So that's always uh-huh. a common theme in my books. And affiliated is no different except that it's really kind of personal. Uh-huh. Well, let me say, uh, Peter, that you already grabbed the readers just from the opening paragraph. I just want to put really? that out there, and it is nothing like picking up a book and being grabbed by that first paragraph. And you know, Lisha's a, a a cover bougie. I am just a book bougie because if it's not really interesting me, it's gonna take me a minute to get into it. But when I like it, I'll try everything. Okay, I can put that aside. I can do that tomorrow, or next week. Right, right, right. And this is right. one of the books I, I'm not. I haven't finished it yet, but I do have a taste of it in my mouth. And I'm using those words in quotations. <laughs> All right. You're so nasty. <laughs> and I'm enjoying it. And you know, I don't pull, I don't pull any punches when it comes to my reading. All right, all right, all right. Yeah. <laughs> when you said the when you said the first paragraph grabbed you, I had to think back. To what you know, I had to come back to what exactly I said when I had when I had uh, uh, the the book transcribed, uh, the second one and the third one, and they were coming back and telling me how they enjoyed this or what what happened here, and 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 telling me parts of the story. And because I had written it a few months back, or maybe even close to a year back, uh-huh. I was fascinated. I was fascinated, and I had to ask myself, did I write that? Like that's hot, you know? <laughs> like literally. Yes. So. It already opens up with Miss Sassy, Miss Tracy, you know, and I already got a taste of her. And I just like the way it opened when he had this bad dream. If it just sparks your, it sparks your memory, right. how he woke up, and then in the position the way a man wakes up in the morning, and when you have a hot mama right out at the door of the yeah. bathroom, that kind of takes you somewhere, if you know what I mean, Leash. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. You know. Well, you know, Peter Mac always keep it. Yeah, we always gonna try to turn you on and give you something to take you back to your husband. Ain't that right, Lisa? <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad it's at least not You know what, Peter? <laughs> I actually met I actually actually met a real dominatrix. I did, I met really? her in New York. Wow. Yes, yeah, so I'm having her on the show. Really? Well I went to a BD, I went to a BDSM writers com. And okay. um She's an author. Yeah, she's black. Right. But yeah, it was mm-hmm. awesome. 
just to be able to, you know, to, to talk to her and pick her brain. Right, yeah, it's right. you'd like so a pizza too. To? Yeah, did you say what now? You'd like a too. I'm sure I would. I, you know, I like to pick her brain. What did you come away from that experience, Alicia? Um, that women are awesome. Yeah. So, what did you ask her? What were, what were some of the, the the key questions that you? What did you want to know from this real life dominatrix? I was just like, gosh, you're a black real life dominatrix. She was like, yes. Wow. I had a. But I it wasn't really that type of talk, though. We just kind of just talked. Like, she's great people. Great, great people. Okay. We just kind of just talked about uh, any and everything. So it was really cool okay. to just be able right. just to, you know, talk to her. And she's, like, really open. Like, her right. book um, is really about her. It just, you know, changed right. up a little bit. But, oh, okay. yes, just just oh. awesome. I met some of her, uh, her submissives and, really? yeah, awesome. That's a that's mm-hmm. a, you know that life that lifestyle is totally interesting and when I met Regina Bell who Domina, Domina was based on I was absolutely um, you know because we all got a little bit of submissive submissive in us and dominatrix in us or you know and you know that lifestyle is truly I just wanted to write about it I wanted to express it in a in a respectful way and um, mm-hmm. you know I was just happy I was just happy that people enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Yes, you know we enjoyed it because last time you were on the show, we talked about right. that extensively. Oh yeah, uh, it's so, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You said that it really kind of, you know, it gave your your marriages like twenty more years, right? <laughs> 20, you know. <laughs> like, I, I, <laughs> see, I promise. I said I was gonna try to be good tonight, Peter, because you know you can uh-huh. draw me out. You, you, I know. I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go there. I'm trying. I'm I know trying. you. I know you. I know you be trying to keep that hotness concealed, but let it out. Be free. You only got one time to live. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But Peter, you know, I just oh. say, um, your lead character in this book, Affiliated, what? is Brock. And one what? of the things that I so appreciate in the book is a good name. And it's funny that I'm reading that today. And, you know, my son called me from school. Um, he's up at college. And he had a, an assignment about names. And each student had to write why they were given the name that they were given. So he had to interview myself as well as my husband separately to find out why we gave him his name. Now, the yeah. name of your character is Brock. I haven't right. heard of Brock in quite so many years because that's not a name that you kind of associate with the with the genre that I usually read. Right. And Brock is exhibits strength to me. Which is why right. I told my son his name exhibits to me. Why did right. you choose that name? Because that's not your everyday quote unquote and I'm not degenerating anything hood name. But tell us why right. you chose Brock, because I, I wanted to know, first and foremost, why you named him Brock. I like that name, by the way. Well, I, I chose that name because I liked it. I, my friend is named Brock. He's from, um, he lives in L.A., and uh, we played on a basketball team together. And that's his full mm-hmm. name, Brock James. And uh, I think I thought it was a strong name, and I told him, I said, I'm going to write a book, and I'm going to name my lead character. Your name, is that cool? 
and he was mm-hmm. he was excited about that. But yeah, like you, Brock James is an original name, and that's why I wanted to base a full trilogy around this guy. Mhm. Oh, so this it's it's pretty strange to me as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, as as within all of my novels, all of my characters are based on people that I know, that I've been around, that I that I've been acquainted with. So, uh, and not only are these do these characters provide strong uh, sounding names, but they allow me when I write, they allow me to to not have to remember so much because they're based on real people. So I can you know height, look, mannerisms, dress code, you know, what they're into. I I mean, of course, I I developed this story, but all those are the minor details I don't have to remember because these are real people with real names. Mm-hmm. Now, now, Peter, I'm, I'm, at least I'm not going to yeah. dominate because, you know, I, me and Peter, we could just get in our own own dialogue here. But Yeah, yeah. What do, we <laughs> what do you do when you come across a character that doesn't necessarily resemble someone that you have known through your life? What does it take to put that character's name to paper? What do you mm, do well, to do that? I don't know. Well, I'm always drawn from from people. Um, say, for instance, um, Leisha has been going live a lot on Facebook, and you know I enjoy. I you know that live button is is a monster, but it's you know I enjoy seeing Leisha do her thing and go about her day. But and, but you know, and I'm sure you two must have have to admit that it's some people that need not go live, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, since you mentioned it, yes, yes, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think there should be live rules, do's and yeah. no's for going live. Yeah. Do not yeah. go do live not, yeah. with your bonnet on your head. Do not yeah. go live when you just get out of bed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, this was my favorite one. Do not go live and treat the camera like a mirror and be fixing your hair and just, you know, don't oh, keep looking at yourself. You can't even say nothing just <laughs> looking at yourself. Don't don't do that. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. Like, look you at me, y'all. Look at me. Look at me looking at myself, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hello, Peter. It's all love. I know. It's all love. Now, Peter, I do want to ask, what yeah. what do you bring from your pen that separates you from other uh, authors um, in that uh, genre. Just, you know, I remember somebody said well, I was with a uh, somebody said to me. Well, somebody said out loud. They didn't say it to me, but they said it to somebody else. Um, but they knew I would see it. That um, you know that I didn't write urban fiction that well. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, right, right, right. And you know. And this was before I wrote Filthy, which won the Pan American Center Book Award. And uh, so that was just my foray. Like, okay, you don't think I can write Filthy? Let me just put some real out there. So to, so to answer your question, what I bring is an authenticity. I remember when I was negotiating with uh, Terry Woods, and um, she was telling me what she liked about my writing was that it was real. Like, I didn't have people cooking up 100 kilos of dope in a day, having a mm-hmm. cookout with the police on the top of the McDonald's, uh, you know, and just going from nothing to something in three days. Like, it was real. We have, I have, I offer real relationships, real situations, and real scenarios with real corner blocks that you can go down. So um, mm-hmm. I just bring my experiences to, to, the, to the page, and, and I include people who live that life, and I include scenarios that you can relate to. Um, I believe that in Affiliated, 
everyone can relate to being in love. Well, women can relate to kind of being attracted to her best friend's man and those kind of interactions. They can relate to um, people becoming, people getting into your inner circle that don't belong. And they can relate to a strong man taking charge and, and people being being uh, being attracted to that. Mm-hmm. That's true. Absolutely. Because just now, in the few pages that I've read, it does read as a, a real life. You can actually see it unfolding in your head. Right, exactly. And that's, and that's, really, and that's, his, that's really your pen style. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's really like your pen style. In, in most of your books, you always get that, that feel. Um, from your pen of it just being happening like you're just there in the moment. But when you're writing about all of these different moments and times and situations and people that are actually real life people and situations, do you ever get any flack sometimes for putting them in a book? No, I always ask permission. Um, I always ask permission and and usually um, I change you know, I, I usually condense the say if something happened over my lifetime involving a person, I usually condense that scenario to make it fit inside of 250 pages. Um, so there's going to be some kind of imagination going in. So, um, you know, I'll change a date or I won't, like if, if a murder was committed, I'm not going to say who was, you know, exactly who was murdered or what time they were murdered or anything like that. So I don't get any flack for putting people. Usually people ask me, when are you going to write about me? When are you going to write about me? And my question is, what's signature about me? Like, let me observe you and see what might stand out for people. Because there are certain things that, you know, you know characters, if they were wine, if they were liquor, they wouldn't get you drunk. So if I ain't going to get you drunk, if you, if you can't be in the book. <laughs> Right. That's a good one. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that is a good one. It really yeah. is. Now, Peter, this is Tony, and and you know, just going back just a little bit about what you were saying about your style of writing. You know, you've right. been in the business for ten years, as well as you right. know, ten, fourteen books, and and hats off to you. I mean, just from the books that I've read, I, I absolutely feel that they're five stars. But what is <laughs> happening in the literary world today that you wish would go away? It's <laughs> all good. Like there can be no negative. You know, um, you know, all the grass, you know, when you look outside on your lawn and you see your grass, the sun shines on it evenly in the same way, the rain rains on it evenly in the same way, and the wind blows on it evenly in the same way. But yet some grass is brown, some is light green, some is dark green. You have those patches that you can put your feet on and feel good about. So it's all necessary. It's all necessary. We need that contrast. If you think I'm good, it's because there's people out there who aren't representing, and they won't last. So, um, you know, talent will win out. Um, creativity will win out. And um, I think it's not for me to say what I wish will, what will go away because everyone is doing their best at what they do. Like, I can't say I wish the 99-cent book will go away. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to say that because, like, like Quan told me, if you feel like your book is worth more than 99 cents, price it that way. Mm. Absolutely, oh absolutely. Mm-hmm. I definitely agree with that. I right. think that um, you should always put value to your pen. Right. So I, right, I really right. think no book should be ninety nine cent because that's like saying, "Well, I'm a, I'm gonna put a penny." You know what I'm saying? I'm about to drop a penny out here so that you know <laughs> I get lucky, and then I'm gonna pick up another penny. Well, who wants to pick up a penny? Right. When you drop mm-hmm. something, well, you, know. you want to make sure that it brings you more than a penny back. 
Right. Well, you know, it, that that whole price scheme goes against market economics. And I remember um, I was on a, a chat forum and, and they were talking about the history of the 99 cent novel. And really, and it really the 99 cent platform. And this was not meant for novels. It was meant for um, self help books like gardening books, um, cookbooks, mm-hmm. um, animal trainer books. And these were books that were only like 30 pages, 40 pages. But you know, of course, we got a hold to it and, you know, started putting 200-page novels together and charging 99 cents. But this goes against the whole economic return scheme. How can you – it can't pay for itself. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I do I do respect someone like Walter Mosley who publishes in, in different ways, and also he publishes in an e-book, in an e-book platform. And occasionally um, he may – um, put out a short story for 99 cents just to, you know, what what your appetite. But as a business model, um, as, as your total business model, I don't think that is the right way to go. But um, I think it can be utilized as part of your overall business model. Hmm. That's interesting. Now, um, Peter, this is Tony, and I'm, as I'm listening to you talk, and I've, I've seen, you know, some of your journey. I haven't... Um, read all of your books, but the books that I have read, and you come on and you talked about them, they portray a part of your life. How how do you keep each story different in and of itself and not all sound like the same story? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. That's a great question. I appreciate that. That's why I love y'all. Because, you know, you really, really are fans. And you really, really get into what you're talking about so that you can ask those type of questions. I appreciate that. Um, you know, anyone who's read any, yeah, anyone who's read any number of my, my novels know that not one book is written in this with the same flow mm-hmm. and in the same way. Um, I might write one book like Domina is written in the first person, and it's mm-hmm. really it's really cut close. It's really it's vivid. It's sharp and it's sweet. Now, affiliated is written in a more traditional flow. There's a, a longer descriptive narrative going on, like a traditional mm-hmm. novel, almost like a Terry McMillan novel, but in an urban genre. But don't mistake that there's a love story going on. So what I try to do is keep it original by, you know, I believe it's an art form. And in an art mm-hmm. form, you must constantly grow and evolve and, and, and experiment. And, and so that's what, I, that's what I do with my novels. Um, so affiliate, affiliated is different from Domina. Domina is different from Filthy, and Filthy is different from Watermelon Summer. And Licks is a whole other transition. So this is this, that's how I maintain um, maintain originality is I switch up the flow, I switch up the content, um, and I switch up the direction of the novel. Mm-hmm. So it is wow. a totally new experience. Mm-hmm. And I've read Absolutely. all of them that you just mentioned, and they are all Different, independent right. in and of themselves. Right. I right, just wanted right. to know. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all good. I think, now, that more, I think more artists would strive for that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now, this is Alicia. Now, tell us about a time when things didn't really go your way, um, the way you wanted when you were penning a book. I know a lot of authors always say, I always start out and I want to go to the left, and then by the time I get done, I've gone to the right. Has there any, ever been a time where you just were, um, it just didn't go the way you really wanted it to go? Um, how, do, how do you handle that? And then do you put those other ideas in another book? 
Um, I don't. I the only problem I have with changing up is I write an outline, and it's a full book outline. And you know, 14 books later, I just now decided that it does me no good to write a full book outline because two thirds of the way through, it takes a different direction. Mm-hmm. And so, so I just stay open to the process, and um, I just go with the flow. Um, and you know, there have been outlines that I've thrown away because it just wasn't it just wasn't feasible. Like the story changed so much that that outline doesn't do, so I have to do another outline. But when a story doesn't go my way, um, I don't really call it not going my way because it's almost like your question about what would you, um, what you don't like or would, would be, which would go away in, in literature. Mm-hmm. Like there are no mm-hmm. negatives. If the story is not going my way, that's because it is going my way. Mm. You feel me? Well, I ain't seeing a story I, that I, it's I, supposed to be. What, yeah, yeah. What do you I'm do with those previous thoughts? So what do you do with those previous thoughts or ideas that you have? Do you place them? Um, I call it a parking lot. You know, when you yeah, when you go yeah. to different conferences and meetings, they always say you parking lot, put everything in a parking right. lot. Do you parking lot it right. and put it in another nah. book? or? No, nah, I heard somebody say that they keep a file. Um, it was, yeah, I heard somebody say they keep a file and they, they bring out these files for future books. I can't do that because every book is different. Mm-hmm. And every scenario is different, and, and, and every character and situation is authentic. So if I take a situation from Domina and try to stick it in Affiliated, it just won't fit. Mm-hmm. What I would have to do is take a situation mm-hmm. like I did with Affiliated. If there were situations that I wanted to explore that didn't fit in Affiliated, you know, I have to carry on the story and introduce new characters to address that situation. And that's what I do with all of my novels. Like every – with Affiliated, um, you know, and, and Death of a Snitch, you're going to be introduced to Clazo, who just got out of prison. So that's a new wrinkle in the whole story, which offers a, a fresh take on the, on the trilogy. Um, I hate mm-hmm. more than anything to read a trilogy that includes all the same characters. I mean, I know some people want familiarity, but I don't know if I have ADHD or not, or I'll become bored with the characters, but I need fresh ink on the page. I need a new situation so that I can introduce a new uh and the dynamic into the book and, and make it good for the reader. Fresh drama. Fresh drama. <laughs> fresh drama. You're gonna if you like the way affiliated open, wait till you get that yeah, if you like the way affiliated open, wait till you get to death of the snitch. Yeah, I'm loving affiliated. At least you gotta pick that up, girl. Definitely pick that up. <laughs> now where did you come up with the titles from? Um, and the subtitles, because, you know, a lot of times authors have, and don't send me no emails, this is just my personal opinion, sometimes, you know, the purpose of a subtitle is to make the title stronger. And a lot of times authors get a title and a subtitle, and neither is strong, um, make the other stronger. But your subtitles right. add to the strength of your titles. How do you, how did you come up with the title? Um, I got first of all, I got to give credit to um, April Cox um, and um, and my guy over at Lockdown Publications Cash. They taught me the importance of a subtitle. And um, the affiliated series was originally titled Soft White. Now, when it was Soft White, I had shopped it to. I received a contract for Soft White from Vicky Stringer. I had received mm-hmm. a buy offer from um, Terry Woods, and Wahida Clark uh, was interested in it. However, 
um, each con- contract offer. Um, I dismissed one. Um, uh, Terry didn't offer enough on the other. And, you know, different things happen, and I'm glad I kept the novel for myself. So in keeping it for myself, um, I wanted to change the title um, just to separate the previous, uh, you know, the previous submission. Um, and affiliated sounded a little bit stronger for me. So because it sounded stronger but also didn't really say a lot, I had mm-hmm. to develop a subtitle to kind of give you an indication on what it was about, along with a strong cover. Okay. Now, our topic tonight, Tita, is love slave. And, Lise, you know, we usually do, you know, give a little background on the topic at the top of the show, but we didn't get to do that. So let's get Tita's take on your, your topic of love slave. Lise, you want to take them there and tell them what, what that is all about? Absolutely. You know, I was thinking about that. Well, you know, love slave can mean many things. You know, it can it can just mean part of relationships. But I think that in the literary world, you know, you become a slave to the craft um, because you have a love of writing. Can you talk a little bit about that? Oh, wow. Um, Writing for me um, has been has been a joy. Like writing for me means freedom. Because I'm incarcerated, it allows me to um, put on paper and to envision like what life would be like if I had been out of jail these last few years. Um, mm-hmm. It kind of conveys my future ambitions for when I come home, and it conveys what I've missed in my relationships. So if it feels like these things are fresh and very emotional, that's because it's coming from a sense of um, of longing, of want, of need. So... Mm-hmm. Um, so my love of writing has allowed me to express my love of women, mostly, and and and, and my loss of having those kind of relationships that you that we take for granted. So um, yeah, so I'm a slave to it most definitely, and um, it's been good to me, and I appreciate. It. Well, you got two fans right over here on on the line with you, Peter, and uh, we uh-huh. await the day that you are free, and and then I can't even imagine what your pen is going to be twerking like then. <laughs> <laughs> That's we're right. Gonna put those things, yeah, we're gonna put those things in motion and make them make them into film. <laughs> well, Peter, okay, you know, what you do? I, I know, yeah, right? Yeah, I mean that's the next logical step, right? Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Now, Peter, you know we we could talk all night, but we do have another guest. So before you leave the the chat room, I've been on this superhero kick lately because that's a little unknown fact about me. I like superheroes, but if okay. you were a superhero, what would you be? Or tell me what your power would be. Oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't. You know, I wish that um. If I were a superhero, um, I probably would be, uh, you know, I probably just have normal powers. I'm not quick with it. Um, um, I wish I would, I was quick with it, and I wish I had a, a, a real good sense of humor. Um, those mm-hmm. would be my superpowers. To be quick and you don't have a sense of humor. Well, I do, but I'm not. I do, but I'm not quick. I can. I mean, well, you got. Where you get that from? And I, I might have a sense of humor, but you know people who you just meet that will have you dying on the floor. I'm not that guy that's going to have you dying on the floor. And you're like, boy, that dude crazy. No, I'm not that guy. And there have been a lot of situations. Yeah, and there have been a lot of situations where I've left conversations or situations, and I thought I should have said this. 
Now, my superpower, yeah, my superpower would be to be able to say the right thing at the right time all the time. See, I'm not funny either. I have no sense of humor, Peter, so I'm like right there with you. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let her tell you that. She be having me rolling. I know, I know. But see, it's like it's, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure you're like me. Like for your sense of humor that comes out, it takes somebody that you know. You know, a real comedian, a real comedian can make a room laugh and not even know him. I'm not, you know, I don't know if I can do uh-huh. that. But if it's an interpersonal relationship, you know, senses of humor are developed between interactions. So of course mm-hmm. you're gonna have that. But just to have general, basic, average sense of humor that fits that fits everybody, I don't have uh-huh. that. <laughs> well, you have what you have, and we appreciate appreciate you for having it, Peter. And, you know, we always have a good time when you come in the chat room, so we so appreciate you. But shout out your social media handles, follow you, and anything new that you may be having coming down the pipe that they can look forward to. Oh, well, I appreciate y'all. You know what kills me when people come on here and they they list their social handles, like 20 spots that they're listening? There's no way people (laughs) are going to remember that. So, you know, (laughs) yeah. So, so if you want to find me, just go to petermacpresents.com. All of my social media handles are there. My email is there. My contact information is there. Bio, picture, videos, reviews, interviews, everything is at petermacpresents.com. All right. Now, Peter, you know we need a, a, a story about featuring two fantastic blog talk hosts. Wow, my goodness. Yeah, you know what? I'm 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 glad that you brought that up because I was I was gonna I was I'm I'm germinating a book about um, two women who um, who began discussing someone who got at them on the DM, and they could very well be blog talk hosts. That that adds another dynamic to the whole situation because you know. Oh, see, we're about to get yeah. a mix. A mixtape. No, I'm with that. Like, yes, we had a guest on, and he's going. He's gonna. He does. uh, He has a mixtape, and we were talking about Thirty One Flavors. He was like, I like that. (laughs) Right, right, right. (laughs) Yeah, and I had an idea, Peter. Just a little germ of an idea. Well, if I got your permission to put you, you know, put your name in the book, and you, t- you know, give me a little bio about yourself, you know, I don't have no problem with, with you know, putting you on blast. <laughs> and I'll, I'll be the quiet, reserved one. <laughs> Is that right? But see, that's just, but see, that that's just the thing. If you're the quiet, reserved one, and people know that you're quiet and reserved. I'm going to introduce a wrinkle to, you know, a, a sexy wrinkle oh, to, goodness. You know, oh, to introduce a new part about you. I mean, it's, you, not, you, when you're writing a fictional novel. Not a wrinkle, leash, a sexy wrinkle. <laughs> 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 well, we so appreciate you, Peter, for coming and kicking in with us today. We appreciate you, and you know you are always welcome here on this set. Yes. Right, I thank you for showing up on uh, on live. I'm looking forward to seeing you on live, Tony. And you beautiful Thank ladies you. have a blessed day. You too, Peter. You know, that's absolutely. Say that live day. That's Alicia. You dragged me into it. You know, I'm the quiet one. Right. Like I said, I'm the quiet one. <laughs> Come on out and play. Oh, man. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> well, we appreciate you. Well, this is Let's Chat. I am Miss Lisa. You know, welcome, welcome, welcome. You know, I got my right hand as well as my left, the fabulous Miss Coney. We're going to take a brief break, and then we're going to have Ike Burner kicking it in here in the chat room.
Thanks for joining us, Tina. I think we got some new music from him, too. We're going to take a brief break, and we will be back. Okay. Got a big payday. Wanna relax and take a vacation. First class, not stop out the Houston. Touchdown in the IAH. Hot sun beaming on my chain. Riding bucking, I'm gripping that grain. Courtside seats, Houston Toyota Center. Homie, we at the Rockets game. So they jumped in, said that she wanna ride. Guaranteed later on, we was gonna slide. And we needed some real good loud. So we jumped on the highway and slid through the sunny side. And them H Town hustlers get more. All the way from the third to the fifth wall. She thinks than a ballerina. We at the Galleria. That's what I brought all the chips for. Hit the Willow Brook Mall, cop a lot of clothes. Coconut shrimp at Papa Do's. It ain't a party in the city I ain't been to. Remember when them niggas was shooting up in the venue? A lot of this game is how I get them. Buy cases up in club rhythms. Everything's so big in Texas. 32 is two doors, coupe on the Lexus. And my jury game's so impressive. Yours looks like it's on recession. All black men's funeral procession. I love H Town and it ain't no question. Top a crib and it's over, man. I'm hot like a stolen band. I heard they got them bricks for the loan. Trying to do a little flip like Cloverland. Back. We are back. That is riding around the H Town by the 
the hot, hot rap artist and CEO, Ike Burner. We have him in the chat room. If you're just tuning in, we were talking that talk with author and publisher Peter Matt. If you missed that interview, no worries. You can go back, listen to our archives. You can also catch us on iTunes as a podcast, and our shows and archives are there as well. Today we're talking that talk about love slave. A lot of times people think of love slave in a relationship, but a lot of times you you, you become a slave to the, the craft. The craft is your love for whatever mm-hmm. it is that you're doing. And in this case, it would be Ike, Ike Burner's Love for Music. Hey, Ike, how are you? I'm Hi, doing Ike. excellent. I'm doing excellent. How about you? Oh, you coming up in the chat room with the silky voice too? Come on, y'all killing us! Right, we gotta come in here like like people Bryson. Come on now, and they gotta have the laugh, the little, the little, the little chuckle, like. <laughs> That's what's up. That's what's up. That's what's up. So. Tell everybody just a little bit about yourself uh, and your work for all of those that don't know about Ike Breeze. Well, I'm Mike Burner, a.k.a. Ike Breezy, um, artist and CEO of my own label, Breezy Money Team Music, um, independent artist on the rise right now. I got a lot going on, making a lot of noise. I'm on a lot of radio. And uh, we just trying to give people good music. And uh, we look like we're close to cracking this dough, you know what I'm saying? So things moving good. God bless me. I got to say that and the, and the whole team. But I was really feeling that song Risha just played. I, I, I like that. This is Tony. I was just sitting back just feeling it. Tell us a little bit about that song. Yeah, that's right around H-Town. And, um, you know, I, my sister, you know, she lives in Houston. And, um I go to Houston to visit every year, and I love Houston. And um, every time I go to Houston, I love so much about it. And I'm like, you know, a lot of people, you know, they do records about the A, you know, in New York and Empire State of Mind. But, you know, since, you know, Houston also is a hip-hop hub that has a vast history of hip-hop, especially putting on Southern hip-hop after that opened the door for other Southern hip-hop areas that are popping now. So, hadn't really been a song to give them no love, you know, from back to when they artists was really popping. And I felt like it would be a change. Mm-hmm. I felt like Houston deserve it. And um, mm-hmm. I just felt like it was a town that should give some love for, for hip-hop, too, because they don't get enough, I feel. Mm-hmm. Well, I like the flavor of it. And uh, I'm sure you represented them well. It was just an all-around likable song. I really like that, Ike. Thank you, thank you. It was really that. refreshing. I like the beat, the bump that that uh-huh. really it was like smooth, and then it gave you like a little bump, like a like a a light twerk to it. So I did really <laughs> like that as well. <laughs> but I'm glad you said first. Oh, this is my Like what you will be trying to do with teeth. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up. That's that's good. That's what I want to hear. That means we hit the mark on that one there. That's what's up. Got put together. Let us know what's what's going on with that. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I'm performing um, next weekend at the BC Hip Hop Awards weekend. I'm at the Outcast Studio Soundstage for the Power Player Showcase for labels and record executives that are there to sign artists in this showcase. I'll also be at the Hot uh, Power Summit Fest performing there too, and also be at the um, Hot Fest Day Party and the After Party at the Burn Lounge and at Scores. I got four performances that weekend. Um, the way this came about, um, you know, I had a single out called X Chick, and um, it was doing pretty good. It was actually my my second my second single that I that had been released, and um, I was actually at the time working on you know some more stuff. And uh, a person hit me up about the record and was like, "Man, I think you should put this record into this uh, talent contest with Two Hot Radio and the BT Talent Network." So I submitted the record. Um, next thing I know, I get the email and the contact. Because um, the songs have to be voted on by an NR panel of real NRs for real major labels. Because of the score I got, I made it to the second round where they do a radio campaign and they they do a kiss of the district voting on various regions all over the United States. I won that round. In the final round, people had to call in and pay. People had to actually pay to vote for your record. They had to pay two dollars online to vote for your record. Um, wow! Another radio campaign, and I finished second to. Uh, um, Nature Boy, which is a guy who's been in the industry for a while, he he's got some uh, records with platinum artists like me too. He I think he had 120,000 votes. I had 117,000, and uh, it awarded me to be on the on the Power Play Showcase in front of labels at his ex, and uh, and some meetings with them also after to discuss um, potential investment or record deal. And I also got an interview with Shorty Mac in the Breakfast Club and the president of Dipset Freaky Ziki that weekend. Um, because of this contest. So uh, that's how that contest came about and the performances that are lined up for that weekend. Oh, a shout out to you, buddy. You're doing your thing there. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, thank you, man. Mm-hmm. Now, who are some of the people that actually helped you put the albums together, the team that helped you um, push to really, really make this happen? Yeah. Um, you know, I started my own label when I dropped. My single, um, Ball So Hard, which also got me into the final round. And uh, I got to give a shout-out to my team, man. I mean, um, Japan, Nicosio, Breezy Money team, um, Chanel, my assistant, my three artists that are signed to my label, uh, Bugatti, Delray Kane, Hollywood. Um, we have BMT DJs, the head of my BMT DJs, DJ 229, um, DJ um, – uh, Mike Styles is also Coast to Coast DJ, the BMT DJ. Um, my A&R, Suave Alito, South Georgia. Everybody uh, and friends and family and other artists, you know, everybody that I, I asked to call in, vote, when they played the song in their region, go online, they supported me. And I, and I have to really thank everybody, you know what I mean? Because that's the only way that could have happened. Hmm. That teamwork. That's real. That made the dream Absolutely. work. Absolutely. <laughs> That's right. That's, That's right. That's real. Go ahead, T. I'm sorry. No. Um, you know, you have such such an outstanding resume and that I'm, I'm sure it hasn't always been, you know, like a golden page. Uh, what has been some of the struggles that you uh, come across that only made you stronger and put you where you are today? Man, learning a couple of hard things about the record industry for us, you know, everybody likes to do the show side, you know, and 
whether they pay to get on shows or do a talent show or whatever they do, and that's cool. But then there's the business side. And you don't start making progress till you deal with that side. And then that side comes a lot of lessons like labels don't care. You don't have as much money as them to make your record sound like they want them to sound. When you play your record for them, that's how it needs to sound. And you need to find a way to make it happen. Whether you got to get an investor, whether you got to cut some of your bills and invest more of your own money into a better mixing or a better studio, whatever you got to do. Um, learning that all records don't be successful when you start out as independents and that, that success is not overnight. You have to be on social networking. You probably work a job 9 to 5, 24-7 and all that too, but when you clock out, you got to share your music. You got to join every uh, music promotion site you can. You got to call and beg radio stations and DJs to play your records. You got to submit the coast to coast. It's a lot of that that has to go on before you actually really see any kind of buzz. And that first buzz ain't even going to bring no money then. Uh-huh. It just uh-huh. it just uh-huh. brings people to the light to start to see your music. And a lot of times that struggle to be able to keep going when you're not seeing the results you want to see and happen to understand when you really don't understand that how this works, because I had to learn over time. But uh-huh. if you really love music, if you really love music and you ain't doing it for money, you'll keep going. And you'll find ways to 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 take part and do everything you can. And as much as you put into it, then you start getting things out of it. So the hardest thing I have to learn is that success ain't immediate. It's going to take triple the work before you see a dime. Uh-huh. But that's what you're going to have to do. You're going to have uh-huh. to do it. Unless you know a rapper who's famous and got a record label, he's just going to sign you because y'all homies. Other than that, it ain't going down. Mm-hmm. That's so true. Like, this is Tony. Um, because you you know, you look back in the day with all of the great music that we had, I say yesteryear, it didn't happen overnight. And that same music is still so awesome relevant today. Mm-hmm. So it's gonna it takes time and, and the harder it is to get where you go, I think the longer that stays way past, you know, your shine yeah. in the music, and, and it lives way past you as well. How do you feel about that? No, that, that's real. I try to make music that's timeless because real good music is timeless. I mean, in this industry, you do have, you know, execs that sign people for splashing the pan hits that have no talent and, you know, mm-hmm. do a gimmick record. And do a gimmick record or something, but that's because they got to make money. But the music that lasts, mm-hmm. those are artists who have been doing this their whole life before right. they thought about selling records. I've been writing rap since I was in sixth grade. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I grew up watching, you know, some of the best rappers in history do their thing at, while I'm in school, right. not doing my homework sometimes, but doing it late, writing raps. And get, and and to see where I'm at now from that time, it shows that if you really are dedicated to trying to do it and you learn both sides, it's not mm-hmm. an easy road. It's not for the faint-hearted. But if you really love what you do, mm-hmm. your standard, you're going to have a standard where if your music ain't excellent and the quality's not excellent, you're not going to try to push it and put it out. And that's what makes timeless music. Plus, those people were blessed with real talent. Everybody that gets signed now it ain't about talent. Mm-hmm. But true. a lot of Absolutely. the artists back in the day, they really had talent. When you look at LL or KRS-One or Rakim or EPMD or Kumo D or Easy E or NWA or Scarface, all those guys, those are not gimmicks. Mm-hmm. So it start with the That's talent. Right. Now, yeah, you can get in the game without talent and develop your skills. 
and get better because you can put your mind to anything, but making the music, setting your own level at what type of music you want to make is really what makes timeless music. And those people that do that, they don't care about a one-hit wonder. They want to rap or sing about something that's relevant that people can relate to. And the art, mm-hmm. the artist has to have a conscious mind to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, every artist doesn't like Absolutely. that. Me, personally, I don't want to be one album, have one hit record, and be out of here. I ain't, I, I, I don't put too much time and too many years in it for that to go away that fast. Mm-hmm. So I think if your mindset is that way, which most of the greats are, you're going to make time this music. Mm-hmm. And I think the key there that you, you, you're saying, um, I, this is Tony, is timeless. Because timeless has no boundaries. It has no limitations. And it lives, like I said, way past. So when you put that blood, sweat, and tears in it, and you put your whole heart in it, I, I do the believe the outcome is timeless because you can equate it to books as well. You know, I still remember books I read 20 years ago that the authors are no longer with us, but those books resonate within me because it was a timeless pen that they penned it with. You know, you can feel it. And even 20 years later, I still feel those characters. So timeless is what lasts, and that takes hard work. That's real. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Now we have a hand up. Do you mind taking a call? No, no, go ahead. That's cool. Okay, we got three one three four two two. You are live in Emma, the chat room. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Call Emma. Yeah. Okay. He got the number for you right here. Look. To the farm. Hello. Yeah. Hi. How are you? You're on the line with us. Okay. Oh, we gonna put her back in queue. She's not ready. <laughs> now. I, I'm glad that you talked a little bit about that because you actually answered two of my questions that I have for you about uh, your thoughts about the current state of, of the industry. Mm-hmm. And you said, what was the question now? No, I said you answered two of my questions about the current, I was going to ask you about the current state, your thoughts about the current state of the industry, and you did kind of touch on that. Um Oh, when you oh, answered okay. the last question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, now, who is doing... I mean... Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. No, go ahead, finish. No, I was just funny. No, I just wanted you you kind of caught that. But, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I was like, oh, so you're really asking that. But you, you did. You, you touched on that without touching on it. But you did touch on it. <laughs> now, who influenced you? Um in the industry as you as you start to progress down throughout your journey, who are some of the greatest artists that did that influenced your music and your style? Um Rock Him. Um, mm-hmm. um I'd have to also say Lord Finesse. Um Coogee Rap. Um I'd have to say a little bit of uh probably a little bit of a little bit of spice one. You know, I used to listen to a lot of West Coast gangster rap. Um uh-huh. it's quite a few artists, a little bit of cool Mo D, you know. all each artist that I listened to growing up I, I pulled a little bit from and there was always something I liked about what they did. But I learned early too that you don't want to put yourself in a box so you have to listen to all kind of rap. So that's why those my favorite Five or six rappers kind of varied. Um, 
from genres. You know what I'm saying? There's some good in every genre, and, and I tried to capture that when I was listening as a child. I liked a lot of different genres. And so some of those are the rappers I grew up listening to consistently when I was younger. You know what I'm saying? When I was real young. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Now, we call now I got a fun question for that universal pen that we always yeah, talk about here. Yeah, that's that universal. <laughs> Now, quick question, fun question. You could put a compilation album together. Who would you put on that album and why would you choose that artist on your album? Are these from, uh, like, major artists who out? It could be major artists. It could be independent artists. They could be dead. They can be alive. Whoever you would like. Why why you would like them on your album. Uh, Tupac. Because he's the, to me, I know there's an argument about Biggie, but when a brother can touch your heart and pull emotions, I think that goes further than just lyrical ability because everybody can't do that. So I would say two part one because he's my favorite artist probably out of everybody. And two, he he makes people identify. He identifies with the people's struggle. That's very important to get people to support your music sometimes. Um, next, I'd probably say Scarface. Because to me, he's still really the king of the South. Um, Scarface don't get a lot of credit. And he signed Ludacris. For a Southern artist, his his lyrics were ridiculous at his time. And I, I really feel like he changed the game because he brought a third coast to rap when it was only New York and L.A. at that time. Um, next, I'd probably say number three, Rakim. To me, probably the best lyricist ever until... Arguably Hova, but that's a long conversation. Um, number four. Hmm. I probably have to say hmm, LL Cool J, just because it's LL Cool J. And number five. <laughs> you can't lose with LL Cool J. Uh, number five. not. Right. <laughs> <laughs> And number five, I'd probably say um, MC Light. Oh, I love and that's because, mm-hmm. And that's because, you know, she was a dying breed of, 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 of female artists. There's not a lot of female artists that have rapped that had her, her swag and her lyrical ability. She opened the door for a lot of female artists. So you got to have a woman on the compilation who kind of, I feel like, set it off for the women. So I, I would have her own. You can't go wrong with any of those. Uh, now, this is Tony. I, can you tell us and our listeners, what is it about the music that drives you? What is it that makes you love the music that you do? It's the outlet to everything in the world. Uh, mm-hmm. whether, whether it's the everyday issues of being black in America or whether it's joy or sadness with family or whether it's no matter whatever the situation is, it is an outlet and it is a way that I can express how I feel that I totally control. And at the end of the day, it's, it's like a marriage where you don't get hurt because it's, uh-huh. it's only always love. The music going to always love me back and it ain't going to never hurt. It ain't going to hurt. You know what I mean? And so that's, that's, that's kind of it. You know, I fell in love with poetry when I was young. And so that's what got me started writing raps, listening to hip hop. Um, mm-hmm. And the first thing I did was write about stuff I felt or things I saw. 
So the fact that mm-hmm. it's a it's an it's a outlet that no one can take from you, uh, that is totally yours, that you can express how you want at any time. I think that's what I love about it the most. Oh, that's powerful. That's powerful. Now, do you still dabble in in poetry? Um, yeah, but I don't. I try not to, though. Because <laughs> you know where I'm going, right? Well, you like, know. know where I'm going. Right. Right. We don't hear all that chat. We like exclusive. <laughs> you know, we like exclusive. So we're going to need a little something. We're going to need a hot, a hot little 16 or a little, little, little poetry. We need, you know, rap this poetry anyway. So, you know, you write, write poetry all the time. We're going to need to hear a little freestyle from you. Uh, yeah, I, I, I ain't going to do no spoken word. I'll do a little freestyle, though. Okay, um, we take what you get. Okay. All right, all right. It's like burning a building. If you don't know, you better learn my name. The whole game is about to change. I'm a no half stepping ass big daddy cane. When you see me in the street, nigga, please don't speak, nigga, unless you about to pay your respects. You a bitch gonna tweet, nigga. No, it ain't sweet, nigga. When you see me jump out the stretch, all the essays say that I'm loco. Doing do- hold on, hold on. All the essays say that I'm loco. Getting through it, getting money when I'm in there, the dope hole, do 125 and the 50. I got too large to get harassed by the popo. Bitch, nigga, I shop at Spiegel's. Tell me why you putting 24s on a Regal. Right now, I'm getting money with the Chico's because I got to connect with a Badrico and I keep a bad bitch that's so fine. Right shotgun will be on the coastline, but I jump out the whip. She making nigga flip a warning pay-per-view like Showtime to the feds they can fuck they subpoena. And they can keep trying to bug my Beamer, and I'm going to keep selling out these arenas, showing up strapped like Gilbert Arenas. <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. Well, you could just, just off the top of your head, you got something going. That's awesome. Now, we're going to switch hats a little bit because you want to go back because you do have your own label. Talk a little bit yeah. about um, the challenges you had getting that label started and a little bit about your um, artists that you have on your label. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, label is Breezy Money Team Music. Um, I'm the co-CEO with me and my, my partner, Japan. And um, the some of the hardest things about starting a label was trying to secure what, what you want to call credible digital distribution. You know what I mean? It's a lot of little independent stuff you could do out there that really ain't going to be the vehicle you want, but to get with, you know, to have a universal music group and uh, and also the platform of of uh, Interscope Records, that's, that's a different type of situation. So, um, you know, trying to deal with those people that can open those doors and, and get them to feel like why they need to put your music on that type of platform and explaining your resume and um, letting them hear the music and, trying to give a track record of what you've done. And, you know, that's the hardest part is, is getting them to feel like, why should we give you this type of platform? And, and you're going to have to give them some reason. Um, and and that comes with the legwork we talked about before, that if you don't do all those things, the social networking and doing the other ind- independent things you can do, you ain't going to have that track record to talk about. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, the label, man, what, we wanna, what we're about, is about making great music. Um, hands down, we're not accepting nothing less. We're not putting out nothing less. That is just something that BMT believes in. Um, 
you know, we got three artists on the label, Delray K. Uh, he's from Detroit. Um, lyrical, um, emotional, uh, identify with the people, the struggle. Everything that he raps about coming from Delray, which is a part of Detroit, um, you're going to feel what he's talking about. And plus, he's intelligent. He's educated. He goes political sometimes. Uh, we have Bugatti down in the dirty where I'm at, uh, making Georgia. Um, a, a, a Georgia artist that can spit and don't just got t- country twang and trap beats. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He he got something to say. You know what I'm saying? He talks about life experiences. He talks about relationships, men roles, women roles. You talk about God. You know, artists mm-hmm. talk about a lot of stuff. And then we have Hollywood. Hollywood's for y'all. He's for the ladies. He's nasty. Um, <laughs> he can, but he can sing. He's, I'm just even right. He's nasty. He can sing. He got the voice you want. He got the body you want. And he about y'all ladies. And he is here to please y'all. And and that's what my artist Hollywood is all about. He's the artist for the ladies. And that's his story. But well, that's he how we like it. He about it exactly, exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Exactly. Felicia sounds like this somebody we need to have all of them on the show and have a a, a, right. a night of it. But you know something like if you were describing your 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 team, just like Alicia and I were talking about earlier, having that universal voice, that universal pen, you have that universal team, whereas each one of them brings their strength and that strength is something different from each other. Is that what you're striving for with your team? Yes. Like pieces of a puzzle. If you're gonna reach the nation, you gotta. If you're gonna reach the nation, and want people in different parts of the nation and listen to different part types of music, by your mm-hmm. records across the board, you gotta be able to give all of them what they want. Oh, and we, right. and we try to do that. And we're striving to do that. Yeah, we should make that happen. That would be an awesome show. We with it. We with yeah, it. we, we, we gonna we, we gonna do it. a team breeze takeover. Yes. We can do it because it's funny you say that. Coming out soon is the the BMT family album. It's called Mount Richmore. Really? Um, okay. Know, it's got all of, it's got a, it's got the forefathers of BMT faces on the mountain, just like it looks uh-huh. with the forefathers and stuff. It's us. It ain't the white guy. And, uh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so we we definitely that, and, and, and I'm gonna be real, y'all y'all gonna hear this and y'all hear it first. We we gonna. We all independent artists. We all do our own thing under the label, but we also, the BMT family is a group. And I'm going to tell you this, we're going to be the next NWA as a group when we do group right. records. Watch watch what I tell you. Speak it. Speak it into existence. Okay. Right. Talk that talk. Speak it to create. So when you put it out there, it's out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's real. So our topic today is Love Slaves, and I, I love that song, um, and we're going to get that, we're going to play that in a minute, but, okay. you know, just to put a tough topic to it, because everybody is a slave in love at some point in time, but when it comes to the love of the craft, you become a slave to that as well. Can you talk a little bit about that? Absolutely. Um, when... When hip hop is part of your life, and it's not just something you do to make money, it's something you do because you think it's cool to try to be a rapper or whatever. I mean, it, it, it comes in all facets. I can be sitting down watching my Cody Fire Stick, and you know, I see a clip on CNN, and a line pop in my head. 
I, I grabbed my mini recorder and I said, because I might not have a pen on. I could be, you know, in the grocery store and tripping about the cost of fruit, you know what I mean? And a line popped in my head. I record that line. Um, when I talk to God, you know, things that I think about in those conversations, I put in some records. So it becomes, a, it affects every facet of your life, and things that happen in your life is what creates your your records. So that's what you're writing about. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's what you're writing mm-hmm. about. You know, and, and, and don't get me wrong. I mean, there's, you know, our artists write records that are for the people, and they have the formula, whether it's a, a, a you know, a twerk record or this. You you get you can have that. You got to have that. Don't get me wrong. We're going to have that. We got that. But the meat of your records and the meat of what you're doing needs to reflect you, not what your favorite artist is or who you like listening growing up. You These niggas don't want to be them no more. You got to be yourself. Niggas don't want to be themselves. That's right. You know, there's already a Jay-Z. There's already a Nas. There's already a T.I. I'm going to be like this. No, nigga, be like you. Mm-hmm. And and I'm big on identity in, in, in 2016 hip-hop because what dragged the hip-hop down is every label going to run and get somebody that sound like somebody, somebody else sound. Mm-hmm. And, and right. it is driven down the quality of music with sound-alikes and look-alikes. And the people have caught on to it, and that's why CD sales have plummeted for the last five years. People ain't buying it no more. They want good music. And that's what we're going to do. That's kind of like really what mm-hmm. And the slave part comes in, come in where, where I can't control the impulses that things in my life do that generate these thoughts that make me want to wrap this line or say it while I'm in the grocery store or I'm at home doing this or I'm reading a book. And I'm like, oh, man, then I think of a rap line. At that point, when you physically... Or, or mentally or involved with no control over it, that's like the slave master. You ain't got no control work, nigga. And so mm-hmm. it's the same thing. The hip-hop enslaves you because no matter what I could be doing, it's going to it's gonna create ideas for your music, no matter what you're right. doing in your life at any given time. That's that's the slave part. The love is I just love it. I love music. I love music. <laughs> you know, Empty Hammer is my cousin. My mother was a, a great gospel singer who turned down a record deal that she was just about to sign with Solar Music when they were popular when she got saved in church one day. My dad was a saxophonist for the Grambling Band when they was doing Super Bowl stuff and when they were popular. So my whole family is, 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 is in the music. We've always loved music. My dad grew up playing music in the house, playing music when my mama was pregnant with us. Mm-hmm. And and I believe also what makes good artists, and it's just my personal opinion. If you grew up on whack records and whack music, you ain't gonna make good music. Mm, that's right. Whatever, whatever Say that one more time. Somebody up, need to hear that word. <laughs> if you yeah. grew up, if you grew up listening to whack music, or you have a whack record collection, and you never knew good music, you, if you become an artist, you gonna make whack. Music. Mm. I was raised on great music. Earth, Wind, and Fire, my daddy used to play, you know what I'm saying? Even when the shit was old, Midnight Star, Teddy Pendergrass, Bobby Womack, that's good music. Mm-hmm. You know, some that's of these right. cats now, they raised, right. some of these new artists, they raised on Soldier Boy, you know? And not the not Soldier Boy, but to me, that's not like being raised listening to Big Daddy Kane. That's you right. Know, and, I, yeah. I, and I say that, you know, and I say that, you know, real talk. So, you know, 
artists, you know, what you listen to is almost like food. What you eat is what you are, what you eat. Well, what, what music you raised on is what type of records you're going to put out. I ain't never seen an artist grow up listening to whack music and he made good records. Absolutely. And it's funny because we did talk a little bit a while back about um, Bay Area artists. And um, my brother, (laughs) he came to visit. And uh, you know when somebody is is a slave to the music, he he does beats in his sleep. I was just watching him sleep, and he he makes music in his sleep. He be tapping his hand, and he don't have no headphones on. But when you are a slave to the music, not that you're a slave to the music, boss one, because I appreciate your musical skill. I'm just saying it's a gift. You know what I'm saying? And you just feel it. It just flows all the way through you. So what are some of the quirky musical Things that you do that people might look at and be like, he just knows he loves some music. Cause every time I turn around, this is what he doing. <laughs> Man, that's funny you say that because um, that 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 be happening because um, <laughs> we could be having a conversation, you know, mm-hmm. me and my partner about something, and uh. What was that? Okay, like like this one song we're working on. I, I, I'll put this a little bit out there. He was like, man, we in the mall. And he was like, man, find 10 women right now you can take home dressed the way they dress to your mama. And we was in the, you know, we was in the, we was in our part of town in the mall in the urban part. So I, we really couldn't find 10. You know, nobody had no clothes on. I was like, man, it's funny you say that. He's like, yeah, brother. He said, man, people just, you know, they don't put no clothes on. He's like, but boy, girl, she got that shade though. And this girl walked by, and I was like, and I was like, boy, girl, you got that shade. I need it every day, girl. You know, girl, you know. And she started laughing, right? She started laughing. So I flirted with her, and then you know we exchanged numbers or whatever. And then we walked up. I was like, nigga, that's the song, girl. You got that shade. You need it. So he started beatboxing. He said, nigga, you always on some music shit. I like. It, it, it don't be on purpose though, you know, and and I, and that's the record that's actually gonna be on my album, real talk. And it's called Girl, mm-hmm. you know. It came wow. from that situation that the hook did, you know. But see that's that's an example of it. It's living within you. It flows through your veins, right along with the blood that goes through you. That's real. When you could just come up with it like that. I'm sorry, this is Tony. You know, Leisha and I we try to introduce ourselves because they say we sound alike, but that's real tough there, Ike, seriously. <laughs> yeah, man, you know, and you would say that because it just it happens without your control because music is that much part of your soul that anything could jump off mm-hmm. a musical idea, anything. Well, since you dive right. so much into the music, Ike, uh, tell me what type of social powers, social musical powers that you wish you had if you were a superhero. I'm on the superhero kick leash. <laughs> When you <laughs> when you say social music power, what do you mean though? Like you gotta like, find that. Like, like I love social, I love superheroes. Like my favorite superhero is everybody say he's not a superhero, but I like Batman. I like the Hulk. They possess these powers. But if you possess a certain superhero power and you were a superhero, what would it be? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Ooh, okay. And you, by the way, Batman and Hulk, they are superheroes. So I like that. Uh, see, we can we can debate this right now. Yeah. Don't get me going. I told you, super- got that many minutes not, left, but we can debate. How do you not like a superhero? How you not like a superhero that wear all black? You got to love that. Um, <laughs> but, 
if I had a power, I mean, all right, I'm going to be brutally honest. I mean. Just throw it out there, buddy. <laughs> come on, 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 just put it on out there. We're not going to tell nobody. We won't yeah, tell, tell nobody. Anybody. It's, it's just it's it's between us. <laughs> all right, we're going to, all right, I'll say this. If I had, if I could have one superpower, it would be that the first time you hear my record, every person that hear it, go buy it immediately. They stop what they're doing and go buy my record or stop and download. I don't care if they're if they driving. They pull over and make you have to buy my shit right now. That will be one So you want that Midas touch. You want to have that Midas touch. Every time somebody, every time you say something, every time something come out with your name, that's that Midas touch. Everybody going to spend some money. Yeah, that's what we want. That's what we want right there. That's what we ain't want. Not, ain't nothing wrong with that. I, ain't, I like that power, too. So, you know, we're going to have to have this superhero debate, you and I. You know, we're going to have to have that superhero show. Okay. We can do that. We can do that. I'm deep with that superhero thing, too. We can do that. Who's your favorite superhero? Talk to me. Um, I'd probably have to say um, my favorite superhero. Honestly, Flash Gordon. Flash Gordon, my favorite superhero. Oh, Flash Gordon. Let me find out, yeah. Mr. Ike. Flash Gordon. <laughs> All yeah. right, now I'm gonna have to look in closely with Mr. Flash Gordon. I like, I remember him. Like, you did you read comic books growing up? Yeah, my uncle used to collect them, and then when they were paying worth money, he used to give them to me. You know what I'm saying, so yeah, I used to read some of them sometimes. All right, now, all right, see, you gotta get me started. I, mean, I'm, I, I know Lisa's looking at probably that. She knows she don't need to be going into no superhero. This is not a superhero show. <laughs> <laughs> My oh, favorite superhero is Black Widow. Mine is, is, is oh, okay. Black Widow. I okay, love, I love a ass. You know, a dominant female that can kick some ass. I love it. Let me find out, Lee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is funny. That yeah, that's interesting. I like that. I like that. That's what's up. <laughs> you like that one? Y'all I know. Like Wait, that. y'all I know like she's that. smooth. Y'all know she's smooth. She was getting yeah. interrogated. The phone rings. She's like. Hello? Well, I'm in the middle of something. Okay, give me a okay. few minutes. <laughs> okay. And it was over. Okay. I'm on my way. That's real. That's <laughs> oh, real, man. too. That's real. I that love it. Real. I love it. <laughs> well, I thank real. you so much for joining us. You know, you never know what you expect when you come on here with the ladies of Let's Chat. Anything can come out of our mouth. Oh, <laughs> man, I'll be back. <laughs> hey, I like it. I'm about that life. You know, every time we come on, we have a good conversation. That's real talk. <laughs> we sure do. We sure do. Well, shout out to social handles and uh, anything new that you want our listeners to go out and when they hear it, to go cop it, you know, because those yes. superheroes are coming into effect as of tonight. Yes, <laughs> And yes, then we yes. want you right to introduce now. that love slave. We want to introduce that love slave as well. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, please go out if you have not heard or seen the video. Um, go ahead and download that ball so hard. It's my debut single. Um, it's out right now. Um, Breezy Money Team is on every worldwide digital. Uh, no matter what you like, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, whatever you use. Also, right around the eighth time, my new single featuring my R&B single, Hollywood. Um, that dropped on September 3rd. Uh, please check out www.ikeburner.com. Um, also, please check out BMT International Clothing at Too Hot Store. 
forward slash BMT dash international. Um, get all your BMT clothes, whatever country you're from. We got the BMT shirt with your flag on it. If you France, Italy, we got BMT France, BMT Italy, whatever you want to do. Also, BMT Wireless, we got the BMT iPhone cases in the Too Hot store, Flashlight Burner. Um, shout out to BMT DJs. Shout out to all my team from BMT, Mom Pops, love you, uh, little brother Tremaine, everybody that supported us. And also, without no further ado, we want to introduce to you the newest artist to the BMT uh, music group, and he goes by the name of Hollywood Ladies, and uh, his new promo single. It's called Love Slave featuring Ike Breezy. Uh, y'all might want to be prepared for this record, and you <laughs> might want to be prepared to change your panties as they go off. Oh, I like that. Oh, all right. Well, you know, if it's going to be nasty, let it be nasty. If not, then they ask the Starbucks. Be on it. <laughs> See, like, I said I was going to be a good girl tonight, and I try to be my best thing. He's going to end the show talking about changing panties. <laughs> hmm. Okay. That's what's up. It's all good, man. I appreciate y'all for having me on Real Talk. I want to thank y'all, man. Uh, you're yeah, we so appreciate welcome. you. Congratulations oh, one more plug. One, on next weekend. Okay. I got one more plug, too. Um, okay. Right now, we have finally hit XM Radio. Y'all can check out Killjoy Radio, XM with Sirius XM. They are starting to run a clip next week called 30 Minutes with Ike Burner, nonstop Ike Burner records that some people have not heard. Some are released, mm-hmm. um, but they give you an idea what's to come. Check out that segment. They'll be airing that. Um, daily, two, three times a day on Sirius XM. I want to give them a shout-out, man, because that is a real big thing for our team, and I just want to let everybody know to look for the 30 minutes with I burn a segment. Do you know what channel is going to be on? Because we have XM. Yeah, it's on Killjoy Radio. Killjoy, okay. Killjoy, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. All right. DJ Provo. DJ Provo. Doing his thing. All right, all right, all right. Get it. Let's get it. Alright, I'm your love friend. Oh, baby, I'm your love friend. I'm your love friend. Oh, baby, I'm your love friend. We make love in the morning. Live a freak all night And neither one of us even Oh baby, I'm your love slave Girl, I'm checking your temperature It's getting real hot Like my whip overheating And I'm hot as a rock You kissing my body And I'm licking on yours I get down past your neighbor I ain't gonna take no detour I can taste all your wetness like I drink Aquafina My balls bouncing back and forth Like on court with Serena We can go on for hours I don't need no Viagra Got a cushion and squirting I'ma call a Niagara I'm your love friend Oh baby, I'm your love Sleep all night and need a one of us even. 
flow at the MGM Grand. Mike Tyson, sweet spin them grand. Colombian black, long hair, bad chick. Metal pity in the skin, looking lavish. Pretty face, small waist, and Louboutin. Pick her up in the stretch like we do the prom. Headed straight to the yacht on the dock side. I'm trying to cut up shorty like for rock side. Young nigga gotta have a dream. Young nigga gotta have a team. Yo, shorty hit 50 grand. Gonna blow it on the slot machine. Got a sister and a cousin and a friend too. Do with people living in the city of sin. Long legs in the hair with the heels on. And some fake ass titties to the bills on. It's on SoundCloud too. It's on SoundCloud too. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Absolutely. And if you follow we them pretty much, we'll, so we'll let you know when it's available uh, for maybe even pre-order. So make sure you follow us. The ladies on Let's Chat, and uh, you know we always dropping what's going on with Mr. Ike Skirner and his team. What's up? <laughs> and if you in the if you ever if you're in the Atlanta area next week, make sure you hit up the uh, hip hop BET Hip Hop Awards weekend and check them out. Will yes, do. Yes. Will do. Well, thanks for calling us. Thanks for having me on your show. I just want to say again, you know, that was a good song. Thank you. Thank you. Enjoy your evening. See, you already you know, that was really nice. That's what's up. 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 Pretty soon, you ain't going to be a box away. I'm going to have to go through six, seven people just to be like, uh, I only want him on for 45 minutes. No nah, man, no. Nah. Ain't funny like that. Y'all 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 just hey. No nah, man, I, I ain't funny you know, like that. You know man. I, I don't care how big it is. No man, I don't care. I need care. 25 people before they get to me. No nah, man, I don't, I don't even roll like that. No matter no matter what happened with this situation, man, the people that that took time to to put me uh-huh. on and give me exposure, now nah, I'm gonna always fuck with y'all. Y'all got my word on that. That's on live radio. Real talk. Oh, thank you. You know, you All always right. welcome here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's Absolutely. Real talk. Mm-hmm. Well, we appreciate you. you guys for coming to kick it with us. We appreciate Ike Burner for taking his time, sharing his journey, his knowledge, and his music with us. This is Les Chat. I am Miss Felicia. You know I got my right hand and sometimes my left, the fabulous Miss Tony. If you're just tuning in and you happen to miss the interviews for tonight, no problem. You can catch our archives on Blog Talk Radio or you can catch us on iTunes as a podcast as well. Mm-hmm. And catch that little, that little exclusive like sit at me, Alicia. You know, that was that was hot Make sure they check that out. Yes. <laughs> Yes, we we got a little exclusive. We got some some extra off the top stuff from them. It was just awesome. So if you're just tuning in, make sure you go back and hit our archives and check out uh, the little flow Ike Burner gave us. We appreciate him so very much. We will see you guys next week. Thank you guys for tuning in to let's chat and kicking it with us. We appreciate you guys, and we out. Good night, everybody. We gonna do that. Let's do uh, Kimber, Nicole, friends of the show. Shout out to Team Furnace. Yes. Mm -hmm. We got so much music in here, it's hard to find her stuff. We're going to do In My Feelings featuring Necessary and the fabulous Kimber, Nicole. Shout out to Team Furnace, E.P. Pope and his team. Awesome, awesome, awesome. We appreciate you guys. Good night. Like he never cried
Recognize me the illest, they recognize me the illest, oh my god 